Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you, just checking in on you. There's a lot of smiling faces out there today, despite the, uh, the, the situation we're currently in, where everybody's still fucking eating, and actually a lot of people gaining weight, a lot of people stress eating. When I get upset... I, coffee cake. I just, I don't know what it is. I think when I was a little girl, anytime I started to cry because my dad wasn't there, my mother would just take coffee cake and just shove it down my pie hole. And ever since then, I've just had this muffin top. And I would just, if you could just like slice along here and dice along there, I just think then, then I'll be happy. I don't want to work on myself as a person. I just want you to slice away some of the fat. All right. There is a lot of happy men in the United States of America, specifically football fans, and I am a big enough man to congratulate all of them. Congratulations to New York Jet fans. Congratulations to the Buffalo Bill fans. Congratulations to the Miami Dolphin fans, although you did pretty good against them. Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Come on, man. You know you're having a great morning. Kansas City Chief fans, come on, you know it. You know it. In fact, congratulations to all football fans in the AFC, other than New England Patriot fans, because Tom Brady is no longer in the AFC. He is now in the NFC. All right, although one division's going to have to deal with interleague play, you know. Uh, but there'll be plenty of good seats after this pandemic explodes or whatever the fuck they're trying to tell you on these 24-hour news networks. Um, anyway, Tom Brady signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And as a New England Patriot fan who saw him way back to Jim Plunkett, I just have to say thank you for 20 seasons of the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. I get the move. I get the move down to Florida. I get it. It's what every, every old white guy in Massachusetts after a while gets sick of the winter and gets sick of paying state taxes and they go down to Florida and they don't go to Miami. OK, they go down to fucking uh, where the what the fuck is it? Oh, Jesus Christ. It's just south of Tampa. I forget what the fuck it's called. They always end up down there. They end up on the fucking West Coast. They, no, they never seem to end up in, like, Miami, you know? It's always in, uh, what the, f- I don't know, I'll keep thinking Corpus Christi, but that's Texas. What the fuck is, I don't know what it is, but he's down there. He's not paying any state taxes, right? He's going to get all tanned up for the broadcast booth. He's probably looking at Tony Romo, like, that son of a bitch? You mean that guy? That fucking guy with no fucking rings is, 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 is making this money to talk football? I'm going to go down there and get tanned up like fucking John F. Kennedy right before he debated fucking Richard Nixon on the news. And I'm going to roll my way right into a, a, a broadcasting job. Florida map. All right, let's see. What am I trying to think here? Let's see here. Florida. What's the name? Oh, Jesus. I want a map. Is it so hard when you type in Florida map? To get a map of Florida. There we go. There it is. I always blame the computer. And as a comedian, I always blame the crowd. All right? I always blame my wife. And that's all you really need to know from me. Are you just going to give me Tampa, you fucking cunts? All right, here we go. What the fuck is it? 
Okay, where is it? Come on, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Why? Uh, I don't understand why it won't work. Maybe because I'm in a rush. What is going on with the? Oh, fuck you, you fucking... Uh, whatever, all right. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'll remember it later on in the podcast. Anyways. <laughs> they, the, the fucking things never work for me. I don't get it. Yeah, yesterday, I was doing uh, writing on F is for Family via Skype. And everybody's like, oh, just sign into this and download this app. It's really easy. And uh, so uh, somebody's walking me through it. I click on the fucking thing. And then they're just like, uh, okay, now there should be a window that says press the easy button. And it's just like, yeah, it's not there. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. So anyway, yeah, I think he's, uh, he's got some good, great wide receivers down there. It's a definitely interesting choice for Tom. But, I mean, to not pay state income tax is fucking huge. You're in your last year, and, uh, and that's it. So, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? The guy won his six Super Bowls, you know. In defense of Tom, he should have at least eight. Okay, <laughs> you know. I mean, what are you supposed to do when, you know, uh, what are you supposed to do? If somebody drops an interception or somebody, you know, there's fucking three punts in a game. Is, is that his fault? I don't think it is. Um, always drove us down the field. He was fucking right there. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's really hit me. It's seeing, seeing the Patriots without Tom Brady is going to be like, it's going to be like, um, Seeing the Yankees without Jeter. Remember how weird that was for a while? <clears throat> just looking out there and he just wasn't there. Um, but it is what it is. It's also one of the amazing things, I think, that also adds to the drama of sports is that these guys, even though Brady's 42, they, they, it just, you see the beginning, the middle, and the end. And you see him go from a young guy to the, the you know, experienced guy to the veteran, to, you know, I don't know with Brady, though. He always looks good to me, but, you know, getting, you know, ready to getting towards the end. Um, just the drama of that. I just don't understand why people choose to watch reality TV, assisted reality, rather than watching sports. I don't know, maybe because sports are dumb. Who the fuck knows? But anyways, thank you, Tom Brady. Um... And then uh, fellow Patriots fans, don't listen to sports talk radio. And they're just going to come up with a bunch of soap opera shit. You know, they'll oh, he didn't get along with this person. He banged this person. Uh, this person did this and that and the other. Fucking Tom Brady bent over backwards. He restructured his contract. I don't know how many times we get the players we needed. And then he delivered in the big moments. He's going down there to get paid and not fucking pay any state tax. Good for him. Good for him. I hope he has a great offensive line. I hope the fucking Buccaneers win it. That would be incredible. Be incredible. Personally, I was hoping he was going to go to San Francisco because I, I know that he grew up out there and that was his team and he loved Joe Montana. It'd be pretty cool to see, be the first quarterback to win Super Bowl number six for a franchise with two different teams. Nobody's ever done that. That would have been a cool thing. Um, and congratulations to Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans. You got to be fucking excited. I bet, you know, even though you are quarantined, I bet you ran across, you had to resist the urge to run across the street and hug another uh, fat Floridian with a pirate shirt on. Um, all right. So that's that. 
That is the deal. I have been having a great time with my self-quarantine. How about you guys? What are you working on? I am playing the best drums of my life. It's like I'm, I, I feel like I'm a little kid again living at home with my parents with like no fucking job and I can just go down, go downstairs into the basement and play drums for two hours. I know a couple other buddies of mine that play like, dude, I'm really getting good at guitar. You know? So this is the time, people. Okay? You've lived your entire life without a pandemic. And what are you going to do? Huh? You're going to listen to what the fuck they say, but then that doesn't mean you can't be having a good time. All right? Why don't you learn something you always want? Learn how to caramelize an onion. You can fucking find one with all these scared bitches going out of the fucking store every 10 minutes. How often, how long is the food still going to have to be coming? They're still collecting the trash. Mail is still being delivered. You're still getting water to your house. You're fine. Fucking relax. All right? Here's one for you. Always wanted to shave your head, but you were afraid what people were going to say. Now's the time to do it. (laughs) Um, I've begun a stretching program, too. There's always been a couple of stretches that I just, when I, when back in the day, when I was a younger man, I'd actually go to a yoga class, right? And I had a little orange um, fucking man bun. No, I didn't. My hair always just grew out. Um. I remember I would see people being able to do these stretches. Like, just say the, the cobra stretch. Like, how the fuck do you, do you... Is your spine double-jointed? I didn't understand it was my psoas, all the shit in the front. And then the other one was when you sit down with your legs out 45 degrees, and then someone could just go straight down. And I thought that that was another thing. I thought it was your back, and I didn't realize that that was your hamstring. So i just been working on that type of stuff. This, you know this great stretching routine. And now when I play drums, my back doesn't bug me anymore. Like if you ever see a drummer and they have like the back of a chair uh, on, on their drum throne, if they have that back support thing on the back, it's just like they need, they need help. Okay. Cause all they're doing is they're just, they're playing to the symptoms as far as just like, you know, now I'll have a fucking cane as opposed to working out and doing physical therapy I'm not saying everybody's like that, but I, I just, <clears throat> I have noticed that. Like some, a few of my favorite drummers, when I see them, when they get the back thing on that, I'm like, oh no. It's for back support. It was strengthening your back muscles. You know, you're in your 50s. It's not too late, right? It's never too late, right? So there you go. There's a whole bunch of things you can get better in an instrument. Fucking download Rosetta Stone, right? Come back totally fluent with your fucking head shaved playing like fucking Eddie Van Halen. Then all the chicks at the office are going to be standing six feet away from you being like, oh my God, who is that? You know, he got even stronger during a pandemic. Then it just taps into that cave woman in him. He's a provider. He's going to fight off that saber-toothed tiger. And next thing you know, you're having a Corona-19 Virus, whatever the fuck it's called. Conad, fucking 19. Like, virus-free threesome. It's going to go down. Why don't you come back a new fucking man? All right, your head shaved like you're in the fucking road warrior. Okay? Shredding guitar, caramelizing onions. Flexible. You know, Relaxed. Get yourself a nice little tan. 
Just come back looking like you went to the fucking Virgin Islands. <laughs> or you can sit there like a little scared fucking squirrel that heard a goddamn noise and you can sit there and eat dairy and candy and all this comfort food as you watch 24-hour news networks scaring the fucking shit out of you. By the way, the more I think about that hand sanitizer guy, he completely fucked up. He should have talked shit. Do you realize the fucking balls it took six weeks ago to spend 18 grand on hand sanitizer? Betting that this, that all these times people said, this is going to be bad. It finally was bad. You don't think he tried to get other people to go in with him? Hey, you want to take your life savings and put it into hand sanitizer? Because I think this time next month, we're going to be locked down. People be, ah, gee, take off your fucking tin hat. And the guy fucking does it. And it pays off and they take it away from him. Like when Japan defeated Russia and they went in to claim their land and then all the white countries came in. Hey, 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 settle down, settle down. It's not how it works. And Japan should have been like, that is how it works. The hand sanitizer guy should be, that is how it fucking works. This is not what this country's about. This country was built on genocide and slavery and we don't do things like that. What are you talking about? The fuck are you talking about? He went apology mode. It was like watching a comedian who didn't do anything wrong and then apologize, and it just makes me nauseous. The fact that he came out there and he wore a family man t-shirt, that, that was it. That was it. Then what he did was say that what all of these people said that he did, that they were right. That's what he, he should have been like, fuck you. You're the you're 24-hour news network. You're the one out here scaring the fucking shit out of people. All right? You scared me too. And I made an offensive move and it fucking paid off. And now you're going to fucking throw a flag on the plate? Send me back 20 fucking yards and everybody's going to judge me like I'm the bad guy? Here's to you, hand sanitizer guy. The only thing he fucked up was he got too greedy. Other than that, man, it was the fucking move. The man made the right fucking move, and they took it away from him. Took it away from him, and then everybody got all self-righteous. All these fucking liberal cunts that went down to the fucking grocery store, right, and bought up all the fucking butter they could carry, knowing that they could carry more food than a fucking old person, right? That's it. Shout out to all the terrible parents out there who allowed their kids to go down to spring break like, how uninvolved are you as a parent that you allowed that to happen? And they, they so don't even respect your fucking authority that they're actually on TV doing interviews. Huh? How much did you spoil them as children? Terrible. I'm judging you right now. Terrible. Terrible fucking parents. Going to pat myself on the back right now. Uh, our daughter uh, just took a major, major step. She's out of diapers. She's out of pull-ups. All right, not saying there won't be a couple of accidents here over the next couple of weeks, but uh, she's, uh, she's about 90% potty trained. I got to tell you, it's the pr- <laughs> this is probably selfish of me, but it's the most proud I've been as a parent. I went out last night, right? Went to a crowded bar and just started licking things. And afterwards, when I came back, no, I do, I do a late night hike when nobody's around. I just walk around my neighborhood. I just walk around the block. 
I walk around, the, and if anybody comes at me, I literally just go out in the street. And then I always make the joke. I go, hey, six feet, six feet, and nobody ever laughs. Only a couple people laugh. It's like, can we have fun with this? Jesus Christ, I'm in the middle of the fucking street here. So when I came back, I went, came into the house. One of my favorite things to do, to come back home, see my two lovely ladies, and I come home. And I hear my daughter jumping up and down, screaming upstairs. And um, my wife hears me come through the door, and she's like, Daddy, guess what your daughter did? And I was like, no way, no way, you know? Yeah, she hit for the cycle. I don't want to get gross here, but she hit for the cycle on the fucking body. <laughs> and she was jumping up and down. I was jumping up and down. And I was like, sweetheart, I am so proud of you. I've never seen her smile like that because she's never seen like how happy she made us. And then we came downstairs. And I said, you know what happens now, right? She goes, yeah. And she goes downstairs. She got a popsicle. I know you guys. You're going to reward her with sweets. Um, every once in a while, we don't have her eat a lot of sweets. We actually have her eat very well. We're, we're, we're Hollywood parents. We have her on an alternative diet. Um, no, we don't. I, I, I kind of like straddle the line between the new age thing and, hey, let her have a fucking burger, right? Not a lot of screen time, but, you know, let's watch it. Let's watch a Disney classic or something like that. Oh, by the way, we watched uh, Brave the other night. Uh, which was a Pixar movie that I, I didn't even see it when it came out. You know, I didn't have any kids. I wasn't married when it came out. So now all of these movies are in my wheelhouse. And uh, shout out to the great Billy Conley, one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time. Did an amazing job doing uh, one of the voices. I don't know the name. My daughter was talking the whole time, the guy without, you know, missing the leg. And... Um, such a great movie and I went on Wikipedia and I actually I mean if you need to kill some time go read Billy Conley's Wikipedia page I mean it's like 19 pages and none of it is not absolutely 100% riveting Jesus Christ what a life that guy had and the fact that he came out of all of that and just was this great storyteller you know that went around and made everybody laugh and like I got to see him with my wife uh, in New York City back in the 2000s. And uh, it was unbelievable. I don't even think he took a break. He did two hours. Just went up there and was just this fucking force of nature. <laughs> just one story led into the next story. I don't think I looked at my watch until 90 minutes in and I was looking down going like, what time did this guy go on? This guy just did like an hour and a half. I feel like I've been here for 20 minutes. Um, so I guess he's retired now from performing, um, which I think is awesome. You know, I know he has some health issues or whatever, but his mind is still there for everything that I read and all of that type of stuff. But like, who gives a fuck? You guy's 77 years old. It's fucking great. You know what I mean? How many times can you go to a goddamn airport? Um, or maybe I'm projecting, you know? Because I am enjoying this pandemic and not going to the LAX. All right? I love what LAX has done for my life, but I hate going to the fucking thing. Um, and the fact that the design, the design of it is so fucked up and they are just so, they can't shut it down. It's too fucking busy and they can't correct the fucking thing that they just have to keep. It's like the foundation is fucked up and they just keep adding more floors on top of it. So 
They are doing what they are doing, um, continuing on, and um, yeah, always an experience, always an experience. Here's a, uh, here's, here's a, you know what, I usually don't give away travel tips like this, but I'm going to do it anyway, because um, I think most of you will forget this by the end of this bullshit. Uh, here's a great travel tip for you. As far as L.A. goes, people either want to get the fuck out of here or they want to try to, you know, have one more beach day. So the key is if you if your flight leaves around one o'clock in the afternoon, it's fucking great. As great as LAX can be. Try to leave around one in the afternoon, two, three o'clock. Fucking perfect. All right. Anything before 11 is going to be a shit show. It does start to slow down after 1030, but 11 is still pretty bad. And then uh, after three, four, five, it starts becoming a shit show again. Plus, you're also driving over during like rush hour traffic. You start getting involved in that type of shit. But you get that one in the afternoon flight. Oh, it's love. It's a lovely experience. You glide through security. It's fucking tremendous. Um, anyway, so, you know, something I've been doing while I've been out here uh, quarantining myself, other than just working on fucking drums and you guys know the song that I've been working on. It's the song I've been fucking working on since I first started playing drums, Good Times, Bad Times. Uh, every time I get close, I get, I get really busy. It's just like flying helicopters, same thing. Every time I feel like I could solo and take out a passenger, you know, take a passenger up with me, blah, 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 blah. Then I'll get an acting gig or just a bunch of road work. And then my skills drop and I continue to fly with an instructor or I fucking get frustrated with drums and I move on to something else. But this time I'm sticking with it. You know, that little uh, cute little girl who fucking played the song perfectly just really inspired me. I was just like, all right, no more excuses, Bill. Yes, she doesn't have a job. Yes, she doesn't have to pay rent. Okay, but how petty are we getting here? She's eight years old and she can do it. You can do it too. So uh, thank you to her for showing me what is possible here. Uh, To see an adult do it, I'm just like, all right, they had the gift, blah, 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 blah. But I know that girl has gifts, but she's also eight years old. And she figured out how to do it, so come on. Um, so anyway, I've been watching a bunch of like old NHL classics. And there's one called The Good Friday Massacre. Now, come on. Even if you're not a fucking sports fan, you got to watch this. The Good Friday Massacre, 1984 playoffs. And uh, it's the Quebec Nordiques versus the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, it's in the old Montreal Forum. Well, it's the second forum. Um, the one I actually went to a game, that one I always tell you about, March of 89. I saw him against the Minnesota North Stars. And, oh, my God, even just seeing that arena and hearing the sound of that arena, I got, like, sick to my stomach because there was so many heartbreaking Bruins lost. We just couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't even win a regular season game in there for, like, fucking 15 years. And um, the Montreal Canadiens were the Montreal Canadiens. And I think the referees went in there. They were intimidated. They were afraid of the crowd. And there was like this fucking unwritten rule that if the Canadians were down a goal and there was five minutes left, if you even looked at a Canadian, they were going to get fucking put on a power play. It was fucking ridiculous. So um, I've been watching this, and it just, it's called The Massacre, not because of the score. It was just the amount of fucking fights. It was just insane. And um, 
I got to be honest with you, I really miss the hockey too. Just the stick handling. It's just the 80s were the best. There's the perfect time for the goal scorer, finesse people, and the fucking, some of the toughest guys who ever played the game. And also, I saw one before this. I watched this one. Maybe it's the one here. I'll just scroll back here. There was one with, uh, oh, 1975 Olds Cutlass Supreme 350 V8 with swivel bucket seats. You're not checking shit like this out? Um, although I like the front end on the 77 better. 442 T-top with the 350 V8. That is a badass fucking car. Um, there was one I watched where the Canadians with Larry Robinson beat uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the Leafs were like, um, hey, look. Really quickly, Dave Taylor was being a maniac, and in the end he was going after the referee, and Larry Robinson came over and calmed him down. What a class act, man. Um, he could have just made, let him, you know, lose his emotions there, but he didn't. He fucking was like, come on, man, it ain't worth it. Just fucking, this isn't what we do here. It's not disrespect the game, even though we just beat the shit out of each other for the last 60 minutes. All right. The lovely Nia is here. Hey. Hey, how you doing? I got to read. Uh, oh, my God. The, the, I hope you guys signed up for this thing because you don't have to. For, the most perfect advertiser during a pandemic, Nia. Butcher box. Yes. Butcher box. When it comes now to meat. What are you doing over there? Huh? What are you doing? You brought snacks. Nia, we're, we're supposed to be conserving food. I don't think they're ever going to bring anything more. I brought some almonds. All right, come over here. Okay, can I just get a napkin paper towel? A what? A tissue or something. Okay. All right, I'll let you get settled. See, if it was a guy, he'd just come in, sit down, pick up the microphone, but oh, these broads. Nothing? What are you, sh- what are you holding up? Yeah, but that was because there was mold in here. Oh, my God. Is that what we need? Wait, yes. These are the exact masks you're supposed to have. You have N95, am I just casually sitting? Yeah. Well, that was because there was mold. The whole world is burning. You're sitting here hoarding with your two <laughs> N95 masks. Oh, my I, God. I these... got those because uh, remember when there was mold in the yeah. bottom of that? We went on vacation, came back, there was mold in the bottom of the toilet seat, and I had to, yeah. I had to get it no, off. No, but these are, these are the masks... But I mean, they're really for for people who like work in the hospitals and stuff like that. But yeah, this is what you should. I tried to order some, and of course, I couldn't get them. Oh wow! Look at that. So there you go. And we got two of them here. Great, Nia. Now you just made us a target. <laughs> right. All right, butcher box, everybody. We're selling them for five hundred dollars each. Five hundred dollars. I'm a family man. Uh, when it comes to meat, quality matters. But there's more to it than texture and taste. What's your favorite cut of meat at this point? Whatever I can get. Uh, how do you like to prepare it? I, I actually, I, you know what I like. I like the, uh, the heritage breed pork. Grill, cast iron, skillet, broiled. How do you like to do it? You know I like to do it. I fucking brown it up in the skillet. Then I finish it in the oven, take it out, and then I give it a little garlic, rosemary, butter bath, spoon it over there. Tremendous. Uh, not everyone has convenient access to high-quality meat. Jesus Christ, this this copy is hilarious now. Luckily, there's ButcherBox. ButcherBox believes everyone deserves high-quality, humanely sourced meat. Talk about how easy it is to have ButcherBox meat just show up at your door. As compared to fighting all those lunatics down at the grocery store, it's one of the greatest things ever. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. This is, this is what you need. You need this more than ever. 
Never be without something to cook for dinner because there's always meat in the freezer. One less trip to the grocery store and a better, more affordable selection too, people. I mean, come on, this, this sells itself here. Every month, every month, Butcher Box ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to my home. All meat is free of antibiotics, added hormones. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals. Or during a pandemic, 48. I can customize my box or go with one of theirs. Either way, I get exactly what I want. Butcher Box is a no-brainer. It's the best meat shipped right to my door, which means one less trip to the grocers. Options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, my favorite, heritage breed pork, uh, wild-caught Alaskan salmon. You don't know what they're going to do, Nia. And sugar nitrate-free bacon. With Butcher Box, you get the highest quality meat around for just $6 a meal. And they even have free shipping nationwide, except Alaska and Hawaii. But they can fend for themselves, right? They can go kill a bear or pick a pineapple. Right now, Butcher Box is offering new members ground beef for life. That's two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of their subscription, plus $20 off their first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash burr or enter the promo code burr, B-U-R-R, at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash burr, B-U-R-R, or enter the promo code burr at checkout. All capitals. Um, anyways, Nia, I'm so happy you came on. I'm bummed out. I knew the day was coming. I knew Tom... Brady was going to retire or leave. You knew at some point it was going to happen. And today, Who's Tom Brady? Tom Brady is the quarterback <laughs> I know the of the New England is. Patriots. Yeah. The greatest quarterback of all time. Giselle Bunchen's husband. Oh, yeah. Her last name is Bunchen's? Bunchen? Bunchen? Bunchen. Bunchen. <laughs> Bunchen? Bunchen. She's a supermodel. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Yeah. That's part of being a supermodel. You, gotta have, you also have to have the new, unique name, like Giselle, mm-hmm. Tyra, mm-hmm. Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cindy's theorem. Uh, so I thought, are you like done crying about it or... What do you mean cry? Okay? I never cried about it. <laughs> you know, you're an asshole. I've you been such be a okay? fuck. I've been such an you adult about be okay? it. You know, what number is he? Number what? How the fuck would I know? Well, all right, then. Then what are you giving me shit for? Number two. Number he, one. No, he's number one. He's number one. No. He's number one. No, the number in his jersey. Oh, is he going to go someplace and play the football someplace else? <laughs> Did he leave you all alone in Boston? <laughs> Tom, come back. Oh, he's going to go play in Florida. Let me hold you while you recover from this devastating, awful time. Don't want. I don't want to play with us anymore. I'm gonna go someplace else and take my ball and go Florida. School you guys. (laughs) You are so heartless in moments like this. Why is he leaving? Are they gonna pay him more money? What's going on? Why would he leave? Well, he never did the free agent thing, and a number of times he restructured his contract. So. You know, he, he sent money down the road so we'd have money, uh, you know, now against the salary cap, we could sign better players. Okay. So he's been nothing but a team player, and I think he totally deserved to shop himself around the league to see where he could get the most money. Mm-hmm. There's no state tax, you know, 
go down there. They got some good wide receivers. It's a bit of a weird choice, but financially, I get it. He was cool enough not to go to the Dolphins. <laughs> well, I mean, so, I was going to say, because what's the team that he's going to be playing with? Uh, the Tampa, Tampa Bay Egg Rolls. Egg Rolls? The Egg Rolls, yeah. The Tampa Bay Asian what? Buccaneers, right? The Buccaneers, yes. I feel like that's not a team you hear a lot about, although that might change now the bread has gone down south. But I just feel like that's not a, that's not a team you hear a lot about. It's not like the New York Giants or the, oh, my God, if he had gone to the New York Giants, oh, my God, Ooh. Boston people, woo! Oh, that would have been tough. You white guys would be beside yourself, <laughs> all fucking red in the face, screaming on CNN. I got to tell you, though, that is a really good-looking uniform. Okay. Are the New York Giants? They have a great uniform. We okay. have a terrible uniform. Mm-hmm. I don't know what our uniform is. It's all red, white, and blue. Patriots and, and whatnot, right? silver and that, silver. that triangle yes. guy. <laughs> I, I don't even understand. I don't <laughs> even know. Patriot. I don't even know what the fuck it is. The mm-hmm. flying Elvis, whatever the fuck people call it's it. It's a Patriot, isn't it? I, I don't get it. I, it's not a, I don't know what it is. It's a, a white guy from back in the it's day. It's like, <laughs> do you remember that movie Alien? Yeah. It's like Pat Patriot was on a ship. With that thing. And then they had a kid. And then that's what the fuck it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like your character in The Mandalorian. Um, wait, I have a question, though. So why wouldn't he go to, like... What the fuck did that mean? You know, when, he, when you have that line where you're like, did you two make this? Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't fucking seen the first season. Oh, of all right. Where you were talking about, did you guys make this? Okay, yeah, I'm very sensitive today. All right, go ahead. Are you? Oh, okay. Oh, poor little baby. Tommy doesn't want to play anymore. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's would, not that. Why would no, he it's go not to a that. more you, high-profile franchise? Can I tell you? It's, you're asking great sports questions. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, the only thing I can think is is <laughs> state tax. But, Nia, it's not really that he's left the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we, I mean, I've known that that was coming for fucking six years. I'm like, is this the last year? Is this the last year? Is this the last year? So you kind of prepare for that. It, it's what it is, is when you're of a certain age, like me, 51, going to be 52 years old, you're constantly reminded of your mortality. Mm-hmm. So sports is a great escape. And one of the things that does remind you, and this is not a new thought, they've written a bunch of stuff about this, but there is that thing of like, Wait, Tom Brady is going to, you know, is going to be too old to play football mm-hmm. whenever. I don't know. Who knows? With him, he might play another fucking three years and get three titles with Tampa. But, like, when somebody retires, like, uh, you know, watching Larry Bird when he hurt his back and then he couldn't play anymore, watching uh, Michael Jordan on the Wizards mm-hmm. when he was still fucking great, but he wasn't as quick, couldn't just jump as high as everybody else. It just reminds you, it was like, oh, that can happen to that guy? What the yeah. fuck's going to happen to me? So there is a, uh, you know, it's like going, I remember when I went to go see one of my favorite bands from my childhood, they got back together. And when they first came out on stage, I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. I was like, oh fuck, they're old. Mm-hmm. Look how old they are. They're going to die. I'm going to die. Everybody Why dies. Didn't Why didn't he retire? He has like millions and millions of dollars. He'll be able to get, he'll be able to be in commercials like left, right, and center. Like it's not like he's going to be hurting for money, but it's just, is it just the love of the game? Like well, you yeah, really got to love same. the game to move to Tampa. Like it's- I'm sorry, Tampa, but. <laughs> Whew. Like, does he love football that much that he's willing to move to Tampa? <laughs> I mean, come on. 
<laughs> it's one of those things. Giselle's going to move to Tampa. You're going to take that beautiful fucking stallion and put her in Tampa? Oh, she must love him. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> listen, not for nothing, she did go to Foxborough. Um, anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right <laughs> off of Route 1, sweetheart. Okay, you thought the fashion shows in Paris blew your mind? Wait till you hit some of these Chinese restaurants along Route 1 here. Get yourself a poo-poo platter. <laughs> Scorpion ball for two, please. <laughs> Uh, crab rangoon. I got three words for you. Oh, crab God, rangoon. Is there that's, anything that's better two words. than Chinese food in Boston, though? People do not understand. Is there anything better than all pizza they do or on Chinese all of these food, food in Boston? All they do on these fucking food shows is try to decide who has the best fucking pizza, and just sitting there, mm-hmm. teed up, mm-hmm. waiting to be crushed mm-hmm. for a high-rated food fucking show yeah. is the best Chinese food. It is in Massachusetts, absolutely, or the New England area. One hundred. It is not. It, it is one hundred percent the best, and it is zero percent authentic Chinese food. Yeah. This is our, I guess, well, no, I can't even say uh, a Chinese Americans version. Mm-hmm. They looked at us and they were like, they don't like this healthy <laughs> shit. They do not want to be skinny. Let's stuff a little, let's uh, give these people, and- <laughs> let's give these people what they want. They I did. Know. God bless them. They don't even and eat dairy like that, but there's the Chinese people that emigrated to New England, mm-hmm. thank God. A lot of thank thanks God. on this this podcast. God bless you. The the what you came up with, it's just so I, every good. time I go back, I got San a couple Francisco of joints too, right? Don't you think like their Chinese food is pretty good because there's a there's a heavy Chinese population in San Francisco. I would so guess I like that that's more authentic. Probably, yeah. No, no, come on, like nobody does it. Crab Rangoon, oh, the poo poo platters, yeah. the fuck chicken fingers. What the fuck are those? You can't get those anywhere other than in New England. Chicken fingers. Chickens yeah. don't have fingers. They, they do don't. in New England, <laughs> right? Yes, they do. Uh, no, you can get chicken fingers like everywhere. No, you but... can't. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. Chicken. Oh, well, maybe they call them chicken tenders. They don't. Dude, these things are like as long as like a, the evil An witch. actual finger. Longer than that. Like Bill Russell's level long yeah. fingers. Well, we'll miss you, Tommy boy. Go out there and throw the ball over in Tampa, kid. That's my Boston. That, that was with a little bit of JFK in there. <laughs> Go over there and throw the ball, kid. Then you throw in the kid. Dude, kid. Um, so what else? What else you got going on in this podcast? Hmm? Oh, I have a bone to pick with you. I know. That's why you said you wanted to do the podcast. All right, here we go, everybody. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, I earlier today, I was, you know, just oh, expressing God. my... Th- How did what I fuck up already? It's not even noon. What is the problem? Can I, can I express myself? Or once again, are you going to shut me down for having an opinion? And that's the point that I'm trying to bring up. Will you stop doing the... Here. Do you stop playing the victim? What do you mean victim? I'm a victim in this relationship, not you. You're not a victim Can I express at myself? Can I, can I not be shut down... I was sitting there complaining about something yes. the president had said, and you were like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I don't even know what you said. It was just a lot of, you just opened your mouth and it came out. <laughs> and it's like, I can't even like just express myself in my own home without you trying to shout me down and shut me up. It's like, our, our life isn't your fucking podcast where you just have the solo mic and you just go on and on and no one's there to refute you. Or we're like, people have opinions enough, you know, and they're allowed to express them. 
and you were why are you, why are you looking at me like that? Because it's funny when someone's reading you the riot act, and then in the middle they mispronounce a word. It just kills all your steam. And then you see it in the person's face. Like, did they notice that? Do I still have the momentum? And then you try to get it going again. It's like I'm allowed to complain about things. You're like, you know, we just got to do what we got to do. And all these like stupid fucking platitudes. It's like, allow me to make my point. I am so sick. What are you sick of today, Bill? Of people <laughs> telling me the dumb thing Trump said. I get it. You don't like the guy. I don't like the guy. This is a time for everybody to pull in the same direction and shut the fuck up and just stop with the, can you believe what he did? I have all of these Why friends. Why do you have a problem with people talking about can that? You, can I like- ask you a question? Why are you allowed to express yourself and I can't express myself? You express yourself all day long. And you're sitting there going like, I went. You literally make money expressing yourself. And and you want to sit here and act like you're in some kind of situation where you can't express yourself? Jealousy. Jealousy. Your fucking bald head. They have. I think so, Red. (laughs) (laughs) They have open mic, Nia. If you want to go down, just do an open mic. I don't need an open mic. I can talk to you about it. Apparently, I can't, though. Unless it's you, you will f- I'll be sitting up in the room. Guys, can you see out, how much she can't express herself in this relationship? Stairs, and all of a sudden, you will go into like a five minute monologue about God knows what about anything at any time. So I can't talk about like something that annoyed me that I saw without you being like, I am so sick of people doing this or that or the other. <laughs> it's like, how fucking dare you? Who are you? You're so sick of people talking about things. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) This is our relationship, everybody. Love in the time of Corona. (laughs) And just notice how much she just talked, how much I could even get a word in, and how she acts like she's this, like, kept in a fucking tower waiting for some prince to rescue her. Mia, you fucking go, can you fucking believe what Trump said? Blah, 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 blah. And And you're dumping it on me. I'm not dumping it on you. I'm just expressing like I oh, can't Oh, you're just expressing. But when I come in and I express myself, it's a five-minute tirade. It is. Oh, it is. I see no, how that No, but works. it really is. Oh, I see it how It really that works. is. That was like two or three sentences. And you went into a whole thing about like how you're tired of people talking about the dumb things that he says. Like, you're not the talking police. <laughs> <laughs> Nia. I don't want to hear it. You, you've told me certain subjects I'm not allowed to talk about anymore, so I stop. I don't want to hear any. I get it. He's a fucking, I don't know. He's disturbing. The man is disturbing. I don't know what his fucking problem is. I feel bad for people in his cabinet who have to sit across from him like I'm working for this fucking guy. I feel bad for him. All right? But if the motherfucker tells me to stay inside, I'm fucking staying inside. No, but my point was he wasn't saying that before. He was saying that it was a hoax and all this other kind That's of stuff. That's how he deals now, with stress. And now he's <laughs> by lying to the American Everything public. Everything is a hoax. And now he's changing his tune. He's like, oh, we've been telling him to stay inside this whole time. It's like, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. And I, know, I, just, was, Nia, I was just pointing I out the hypocrisy. That's all it was. I wanted to get it out and vent it out. And I would think that you, as my loving partner for the last 16 years, would allow me the space to speak about the things that I feel strongly about. All right. Well, here's my thing. You, can, you. you can trash my this time, guy. <laughs> you can trash this guy all you want, but I never heard it. 
when somebody wears a blue tie and they're doing the exact same fucking thing. And, th- and that's the fucking problem, which drives me nuts about news junkies and people who are into politics. It's Hatfields and McCoys. And it's just like, when are you going to fucking stand back and see that these guys make 500 grand a fucking year, the president, okay? He makes 500 grand a year because we're not going to give you all the millions at first. What we're going to do is you make sure you dot all the I's and scratch, you know, cross all the T's. And then in the end, then you come back and then you give us a fucking speech and we'll grossly overpay you for this dumbass fucking speech that we're not even listening to. And that's us washing our bribe money. And they all, at the end of their fucking goddamn administrations, every fucking one of them goes out and speaks to the same group of fucking rich people. All right? So spare me. And, and, you know, I'm fucking the man of the house here. I got you, okay? And I got my daughter, and I'm trying to fucking stay po- in a positive thing. I don't need any more of the fucking... Oh, so that's what it's about. You're trying to just not... I'm trying to just it. fucking right, chill. I'm, tr- I'm on the fine. podcast trying to get people to chill, and I don't need to people... Did you see how the sky's falling today? All right. Well, then you should say that then. You shouldn't make it like like you're so tired of people. You should be like, listen, I'm just trying to protect my mental energy and space and not have it, you know. I would love to do this to you when you <laughs> fucking fly off the handle and then you tell me why because of something from your childhood. And I'd be like, well, then what you should have said was when I was eight, someone took an ice cream cone and put it on my fanny. And ever since then, I've oh had this God. weird Are you issue. Are fun of me? About desserts. Because you knew that happened to me? Are you making fun of me? Are you throwing a childhood trauma in my face? Wait, did you tell me that? I, some years ago, like, well, many years ago. Somebody put an ice cream on your fanny? On my head. This boy. Yes, this boy. (laughs) Why are you laughing? You're such an asshole. How old were you? I forget how old I, maybe 10 or something like that. But I was hanging out with my friend, (laughs) Jade, in like, this apartment complex. And... This boy and this other boy, I don't know. He was probably being annoying, and I probably wasn't like, I don't even remember what happened. Oh, that's convenient. But he took he took an ice cream. He put it. Wait, did he put it on my head or something? And then he hit me in the stomach. Well, that's how boys say they like you at ten. Yeah, that's not. And I also no, think you probably okay. said something. Having been with you, you for are sixteen such years, a fucking asshole. I I'm was not. a child, and that was a bully. Okay. But so, he was also a child. What are you going to try him as an adult? Why are you sticking up for him? Why are you sticking up for me? Because I kind of like him. It's baby Nini. This, Whenever you this, have your stories about baby BB, I'm always like, oh, this happened. Oh, that's oh, I'm just imagining you as a little boy and I just want to hug you. Like, I come No, but you do that while you're looking at the, your phone on Instagram. No, oh, that's not true. terrible. Swiping, swiping, <laughs> no, swiping. No, 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 no. I get it, Nia. I'm the jerk and you're the hero. Pretty much. All right. That sums it up. I got to tell you, Nia, this was an outstanding <laughs> visit. Are you kicking me out? No. Oh, but okay. I mean, no, I do like a half hour. I mean, you fucking don't know shit about sports. And you crushed the Tom Brady shit. You trashed me. Thank you. I'm telling you, there's like sports fans could not trash me better than you trashed me. <laughs> I actually, at one point, stopped laughing because I was admiring it. Like how you just... You're fucking funny, man. You're Thank really you. fucking funny. You're funnier than a lot of comedians I know. Thank you very much. You really much. are. All right? Having said that, though, I'm glad that... You know why? Because <laughs> that kid put an ice cream on you and he hit you in the stomach. <laughs> That's to. a stand-up comic childhood fucking story. Yeah, yeah. No, I've had to... But see, that was an instance where I wasn't able to use my 
cleverness to get me out of a situation. But I think you later, tried to use your cleverness and, and he wasn't having it. Yeah, and he didn't know what to do with that. But then later on down the line, when I had potential another potential bully situation, I was able to flip the script and then the bully became You stole my, a line. You stole a line. I stole a line and from, I used it from Sanford and Son. From Red Fox. From Red Fox. And I used it on what the schoolyard. It was... Um, I'm going to stick her face in some... I could stomp your face in some dough and make, make gorilla, gorilla cookies. cookies. Yeah, that was the line he said on Sanford and Son. When he was, it was his um his sister-in-law. What was the, the character's Esther. name? Yes. So anyway... Fred Sanford, you old... So everybody was like, ooh. And then they went back and they told her. And then she kind of confronted me on the playground, but I just kind of like blew it off. And then she told on me. She told the teacher... And the teacher was like, you better not be spreading rumors and talking about my kids. And I was like, whatever. And then she became like my protector and like took me under her wing as like her little sister. And like no one ever. Wait, is this your childhood or is this that movie, My Bodyguard? This is my childhood. What is my bodyguard? Oh, I only, my bodyguard was a great, you know, this, I only the kid from Meatballs was getting movie. picked on by a young Matt Dillon. Mm-hmm. And then the dude from uh, who later was in... Um, uh, full Metal Jacket. He came along, a man-child in high school, mm-hmm. and they became friends, and he needed a part for his motorcycle, and then they finally found it. And then, you know, he kept Matt Dillon away from him, and then, then, then Matt Dillon was like, all right, I can get another big friend. And then other things happened. Wow. Sounds, sounds like a great movie. Anyway... I Did love you? that he doubled down. <laughs> After he put the ice cream on your head, he then also hit you in the stomach. I mean, that was, he gave you a two-piece. It piece. was awful. Gave you a two-piece, Neil, and it I love awful. it. It was awful. It was really not nice. I was really upset. Did you, you cry? Imagine. Of course I did. I was a little... <laughs> you are such an asshole. Wait a minute. Of course was I cried. Was the ice cream melting girl. down on your face and it mixed with your tears? No, I like batted the it all The saddest dessert ever? I cried and I told my dad and then... But he was gone. I don't even know where he came from, who he was. Oh, the abandoned child. I mean, why don't you do it an open mic, Neil? You, got, you have all the know. tools in this I story. I don't know. I can't imagine doing what you do, though. I can't imagine doing what you do. That's the difference. I can't imagine putting an ice cream on your head and then slapping you in the stomach. I might have to <laughs> he recreate like this. kind of like punched me in the stomach. Oh, I love this kid. Wow. Well, everybody's the same height at 10. Come on. It was, you, were, no, you were in your weight not. class. No, I was like huh? one of the smallest people in my class. What are you class. talking about, Nia? Yes, I was. I was a small kid. I was not a big kid by any means. Yeah, you had that big mouth, though, didn't you? Well... <laughs> Just running that yap. There might be that. Yeah. But I was not a physically intimidating person. You I'm think shit not. like that didn't happen to me when I was a kid? Well, why don't you talk about it? Why don't you tell one right. One time I, I was on an altar boy retreat. Mm-hmm. We went to Rocky Point. It was an old, um, it was an old, uh, what the fuck was it? Uh, amusement park. Mm-hmm. So they, we'd gone all, the, all these rides for free or whatever. And then we got on like the ride with, you know, that takes you up over the park. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting, you know. It was me and two other altar boys. And, you know, I was making them laugh and everything. So we were going up and then, then, you know, then it comes around. So you see the people returning. So they were passing us and there was these two kids and they said something, blah, 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 blah. And I went to one of them and he turns around and he goes, I'm fucking waiting for you. And then I was just like, oh, fuck. Right. So then we (laughs) came around and now we fucking start coming back to where we got on. And I'm seeing him and he's down there pacing like a fucking lion. He's got like four friends with him. 
the two people I'm with are just like, dude, what the fuck did you get us into? And we're sliding down like Quint into the, the mouth of the fucking shark. And I don't know what, I don't know where my friends went, but I got off. And next thing you know, I was in this circle and they were pushing me. And every time I would regain my balance, another kid would push me. I remember he had a dead tooth. He was like a fucking kid from the depression era. So, you know, <laughs> he fucking swung on me. I covered up uh-huh. and they just stomped me or whatever. Oh. And then I got up. See how that's my response? Wait, 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 wait. And then I got up and they were like, yeah, you fucking pussy, whatever. And I was just like, and then I still, you're only tough because you have all your friends. And I was like, oh, why did I say that? Mm -hmm. And then they just, so then they just was just two of them. And then they just followed me around the park. So I stood in the next line. I tried to get to, you know, to try to get my shit together. Uh I stood in the next line. It was the fucking bumper cars, which is not a good ride to get on after you just got the shit kicked out of you. More more bodily impacts. So then they came back up. He said, now I'm by myself. Fight me again. And I pussied out and I didn't do it. And I felt really bad about myself. And But then what was great was this Asian dude got on the bumper cars and he was like in his teen, he's like a teenager or something. And he just had no idea how to fuck. It was the stereotype. And he was just flooring it and he was just slamming into the side of like the walls. And dude, when I tell you this guy was killing, the entire line, we were crying laughing. And he was laughing too. And then he'd have it in reverse and he would back up. And he'd slam in the other one. And he was just killing himself. But he was having the best time. And he saw us laughing and he was laughing. We were all just fucking crying laughing. And... um Oh, man, so many things happened that day. One of my buddies who's now no longer around, um, unfortunately, I remember there was this little kid, and you know that game? This is what, what assholes we, we were. I mean, I wasn't like this, but, like, my friends, they just, like, they, remember that game you put the quarters in and then, like, the claw arm the would claw. come up yeah. and try to get, mm-hmm. like, the, the prizes? Yeah. So it was all a bunch of shit prizes and then, like, one grand prize. Yeah. And there was this little kid, right? Little black kid, he was playing, right? And he fucking goes, he, he finally gets the camera. And for whatever reason, he hits my friend. He goes, oh, man, check it out. I got the camera, right? And as it was coming up, he was only like nine years old. As it was coming up, <laughs> my buddy went over. He just slammed the controls. Oh. So then the kid starts chasing my buddy around, and he's laughing, just running in a circle. And then his older brother showed up. Uh-huh who, thank God, was totally cool, was like, I'm not going to stomp this little white boy. And he's kind of like, you know, whatever. But I was just like, yeah, we were, uh, that was a hell of a day. That was a hell of a day. There was a lot of... <laughs> hell of a day. <laughs> was. Wait, I have to step away from the podcast for just a second. Well, this is the end of the podcast, Nia. This oh, has been it? going on too long. Well, I usually just do a half hour. I got him 54 minutes. Gave him All an right. extra 24 minutes because uh-huh. I know that they're on house arrest. You're welcome. Hey, how about a round of applause for Nia Renee Hill crushing oh. it on the podcast? Oh, my goodness. Listen, I'm that just was happy great. to be here, folks. Oh, and then the false humility to end it. I mean, it was fucking, <laughs> it was just a perfect, a perfect appearance. And that, you know what? And I think that's a very fitting for Tom Brady. You know what I mean? He played quarterback perfectly for the New England Patriots. And then you came on and had a Tom Brady-esque appearance. <laughs> Having said that, I'm going to see if I can go down to the supermarket with my fucking proper mask here. <laughs> get some ice cream. Put it on a cone. <laughs> 
stick it on your head and slap you right in your stomach. All right. Love you, sweetheart. Get the fuck out of here. Bye. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Enjoy the music picked out by the always wonderful Andrew Themelis. And then uh, we have a bonus half hour of a greatest hits Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Have a great weekend. Stay positive. Do what the fuck they say. Don't watch 24 hour news. They're going to solve it. It's going to be fine. This time next year, we're all going to be laughing at it, right? Okay, bye-bye. Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, March 19th, 2012. In like a lamb, out like a lion. Um, it's fucking cold out here in Los Angeles. If you're wondering about the weather report yesterday, um, cold does not bug me unless I'm in Los Angeles. Then it bugs me. You know, if I'm in Cleveland, if I'm in Boston, if I'm in New York, if I'm in Philly, I don't give a fuck if it's cold. I'll put on a pocket, right? But when I'm out here in L.A., it really bothers me. There's just something annoying about being cold while looking at a palm tree. It just fucking bugs the shit out of me. It doesn't make any sense, you know? It's like seeing a skinny Santa Claus. It's like, what are you doing? I thought you are supposed to be a tub of shit. How can you be jolly if you're in shape, if you ever met a jolly skinny person, you know, there's some, there's a certain level of being fat where you just find you just I don't know. I don't know if you're just psyched because you're eating cookies and you don't give a shit. But you can still tie your shoes like that's that level of fat you want to be at where you're eating pizza and you're eating cookies. And yeah, you're fat. But, you know, you put on a sweater. And you go, oh, 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 right? You got rosy cheeks and nobody cares. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody's judging you. But then when you go beyond it, when you go beyond it is when your stomach comes out from underneath that sweater and everybody can see it, you know, but you can't see it, right? Because you're so fat. And uh, even when the wind blows, you don't notice it because you're all warm with all that blubber. You know, there's that, there's that, there's a fucking, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a sweet spot of being fat. Where, it, where no one's making fun of you being fat and you're eating all shit food, but nobody's trashing you. So I guess that, that that's what makes you jolly. You know, oh, 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 I get to eat all this shit food and nobody's judging me. Then once you go beyond it, then you start fucking crying, you know, on one of those reality shows. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't even want to be doing this podcast right now. I'm not even, I'm not even lying. I'm not even going to lie to you. I can't even spit it out. I'm fucking exhausted, but I got a bunch of shit to do tomorrow, which is today. By the time you're listening to it, you know, I really don't feel like doing this shit. So it's going to be quick. I'm getting right to the fucking point. All right. I already solved why certain levels of fat people are jolly. You know, right there, if you guys weren't so selfish, that could take up your whole fucking week, you know, but not you guys. Oh, keep it coming. 
You like how I'm blaming you guys for this thing that I started? I just realized I haven't even looked at any half of this fucking crap here. So, what happened this week, Bill? What'd you do this week, Willie? I, uh, <laughs> I, um, I didn't do any fucking stand. I think maybe I did stand up this week. I'm on vacation, people. I'm still on vacation. Still on vacation. As you guys sit there and you work, putting in an honest day work, making somebody else's dream come true. That dream evidently was to stick everybody in these little fucking cubicles. You ever think what a fire hazard a cubicle is? What if there's a fire in your little doorway, you know? There's no other way to get out. What are you going to do? Shouldn't there be another doorway to 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 the cubicle next to you? Do you have a little ladder on the front of it where you climb up and over your terminal? (laughs) Why are you still sitting in that fucking thing? Surrounded by plastic. They can't give you anything. How about like, can they make your mouse made out of like wood? Or maybe some sort of precious metal to somehow act like they give a fuck about you on any level. Do you know I have a, uh, I live in this old house now. This old house is fucking old. This old house has old wiring. This old house has fucked up plumbing. And Billy's got to pay for it. This old house has got a little garage. And I got a big fat truck. And every time I back it in, I start saying, God damn it, fuck. I can't fucking get it in the garage. So you know what I did the other day? I, I said, hey, hey, who knows how to make garage doors wider? And I found somebody. Uh, I found somebody uh, on uh, MakeMyGarageDoorsWider.com. And the person came over and they made my garage doors wider. And I backed my fucking truck in there. You know? Fucking like butter. So you guys don't have to listen to me bitch about that again. So now I'm sitting there going, this is fucking great. You know? I can put my truck in there. I don't have to worry about it. You know? And there's no problems. So what do I do? I fucking jump in the Prius the other day. You know, the yin and the yang. I got the gas guzzler. And I got the, oh my God, that's like a tree kind of car. So I'm going to go down and watch some Final Four fucking action or whatever. March Madness, whatever you call it. And, uh, you know, as you guys know, I'm not a big fan of basketball. I love the first 97% of it. It's that last 3% with the 58 timeouts and the fouls and the commercials. You know, I watched the game today. It was one of the worst sporting experiences I've ever had. I watched St. Louis, uh, the St. Louis Fairies or something like that. There was some sort of uh, the Gremlins versus the the Michigan State Spartans. Okay, 20-minute first half, 20-minute second half. Okay, the first, I don't know, 38 minutes of the game, or not even, 37 minutes of the game. I don't know. It took, seemed like it took 90 minutes to play. It's flying, and I'm like, this is why I love college basketball as opposed to the excruciating 48 minutes of NBA hoop. And then what happens? The final fucking three minutes, I swear to God, it took 50 minutes to play. Jesus Christ. They're up by seven. It's over. Foul! Foul! That took .8 seconds off the clock, goes to the line for a one-and-one. Fucking guy misses the ball, he throws it down. Foul! Fucking fouls another guy, right? Time out, time out! Fucking, I I had my shoes on, 
I'm trying to leave because I got to give my buddy a ride because I got shit to do, but we want to see the end of the fucking game. And I swear to God, the final 45 seconds, it took like six minutes to play 45 seconds. And I know every once in a while, somebody can hit that big shot and everybody goes, oh, shit, in a Buffalo Wild Wings, right? And then your slutty waitress comes over with her ref shirt tied off, you know, just under the titties, cleavage showing. Hey, guys, how are you? You want some more wings? Did we win? Yay! Stick the legal tender in my orifice, please. Right? I know every once in a while you have one of those things, right? But you know what? 99% of the time in basketball, that doesn't happen. And you're just sitting there letting six months, six minutes of your life go by to watch 45 seconds of action. You know, I don't know. So anyway, so I go to a buddy's my house, buddy's house, a buddy of mine's house. There we go. It's actually an apartment. Why do you have to exaggerate, Bill? You know, why are you trying to enhance your life? I go, fuck yourself. All right. So I drive over to his apartment, right? And he lives in this part of the city where there's no fucking parking. And I'm really trying not to lose my shit. I'm trying to control my temper. Because I don't want to be this guy. I really don't. I'd like to be the, I'd like to be jolly. I'd like to eat some pizzas, some cookies, and have my stomach hanging out underneath my sweater. And nobody gives me shit about it, right? Oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> so, whatever. So I get my fucking Prius, and I drive down the road, and I can't find the parking. So I say, fuck it. You know, I'm going to park at a meter. So I park at the meter and I reach into my little fucking console to get out my little baggie of quarters. And I forgot they're not there because that cunt broke my fucking window in my driveway. Broke the window of my fucking car and stole the bag of quarters. Well, at least I got this. Douche. Right. And then I have to pay for the fucking window. So I pull up to the meter and I don't have a goddamn I don't have any quarters. I don't have any quarters. So I go, all right, evidently I have to use my credit card, something I don't like doing. I don't like using my credit card on, uh, you know, in a parking meter, on a parking meter. I don't like doing that because there's a record that I was there. Okay, now I, I stick that thing in, and that takes a lot of stuff off the table for me. Okay, I can't, like, get into a fight with somebody, and he pulls a knife, we wrestle for it, and he falls on it and dies, but I have no connection to him. And, you know, and I can't just fucking leave without getting caught, right? I can't call somebody a cunt. There's, there's, I mean, I can do all that stuff, but there's that, that the paper trail. He was there. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. We got your credit card. Well, I didn't call her a cunt. Well, why'd you lie about being there? All right, listen. Am I being charged with anything? Because if I am, I want a lawyer. If not, I'm fucking leaving. All right? Remember that? First 48. That's what you say. So anyways... So I got to use the fucking credit card. So I use the credit card. All right. All I can get is two hours of time. There's an hour and something on the meter. So I'm trying to pay for 20 minutes. It's all fucking confusing. I gave them two hours of time for 20 minutes. So I go and I walk in this guy's fucking apartment. I watch the goddamn game. Right. I'm thinking two hours is going to be enough. Time out. Time out. File. 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 Time out. All that fucking bullshit. Right. By the time I figure out what's going on. It's three and a half hours later. I'm like, God, Jesus Christ, you're an idiot, Bill. You forgot you've parked at a fucking meter. You're going to have a ticket, right? And I come walking down the street. And I'm walking up to my car. What do I see? The fucking meter maid who's a guy 
pulls up. I still call them meter maids, even if it's a guy. You know, what kind of a fucking man does that job? I don't give a shit if it is a recession. Go break into somebody's Prius. Be a man about it, right? I see the fucking meter maid man pulls up right as I'm there, and I'm laughing my ass off going, you got to be fucking kidding me. I got away with it, and I jump in my Prius, and I drive away. <laughs> laughing my ass off. Call out my buddy. Hey, wouldn't believe it. I got there right as the fucking blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you had to be there, right? I'm out thinking it's the fucking greatest story ever. All right, put my car in the fucking driveway. I don't know what I did after that. Came inside, had a couple of whiskeys, and I uh, yelled at everyone in the house that I love. You know, typical evening for me. So the next morning, I wake up, and I look at the side of my car, and evidently somebody had hit my fucking car. I'm driving away last night, you know? I'm driving away thinking, oh, look at me. I got away from the fucking meter maid, and somebody caved in the entire side of my fucking car. You know? I don't know what it is about my Prius. It's just fucking every fucking three days somebody smashes into it. I just can't keep the dents out of it. You know, I'm not one of these douchebags who gets a fucking car and when th- something breaks, you just say fuck it and you leave it that way. And next thing you know, you look like Lamont driving over to Fred Sanford's house. I'm not going out like that. Even if it is a Prius, I'm keeping it nice. All right? I get the fucking thing detailed. I don't give a shit. I get the fucking interior shampooed. I keep it nice. I'm not driving around with some... Sh- you know, it's already bad enough. I'm driving around on something that it has bicycle tires. On top of that, I'm going to have fucking dents in it. All right? I got an image here, people. I'm trying to keep up. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ. I'm so fucking tired right now. I don't want to do this goddamn play. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking What am I talking about? Did I tell you guys I saw Sandra Bernhardt this weekend? I didn't do any stand-up. I went down and... Uh, with me and her mama, we went down and we saw Santa Bernhardt down at the uh, La Jolla Playhouse or something like that. And uh, she's fucking awesome. Goddamn rock star. You know, it's kind of a cabaret thing where she would sing songs and that type of stuff, you know. And I, I think I was the only straight guy there under the age of 45. But I loved it. I actually wish that she would do more stand-up. She was fucking hilarious. And uh, I don't know. She was just, I don't know. That perfect kind of just not giving a fuck. Just an absolute beast. I've always been a huge fan of hers. And uh, so if you get a chance to see her, I definitely fucking recommend it. What the fuck was she going to? She went off on, she did like fucking 10 minutes on Gwyneth Paltrow, just trashing her. It's phenomenal. And all her shit about, you know, watching TV and making fun of Cindy Crawford's stupid Cindy serum, all that shit. It was a phenomenal night. I actually got to sit and watch somebody else do stand-up for once. You know, stood in line, bought a DVD for Nia, right? And then stuck out my hand, I'm a comedian too. Right? Did that, took a picture, you know? I had a little fanboy night. It was nice. And some asshole has to cave in the side of my fucking car. Oh, Jesus, what the hell am I talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about anymore, you know? You know what I think it's time for, people? I think it's time for a fucking commercial. New this week, uh, Blow Pops. Remember those things that the ice cream man used to sell? Those red, white, and blue rockets? Teaches the girls how to suck dick. Nice, right? Well, they're on sale, people. They're on sale this week. If an ice cream truck comes by, you just mention this podcast, and you just yell out, Hey! My sister's already sucking dick. And they'll give you 10% off a blow pop. Right? Nah, what the fuck am I talking? Sorry, I don't have the 
I don't have the copy in front of me. Um, what the hell is it? The fuck is wrong with me? Why wouldn't I have any of this? Oh, there it is. The advertising schedule here. What do we got? Stamps.com again? Do I really need to go through this again? Stamps.com, everybody? You know? You know the deal. How would you like to have the post office in your own apartment? But, Bill, I don't think it'll fit. Relax. I don't mean literally. Stamps.com, everybody. Have you ever been sitting around rubbing your balls at one in the morning going, God, I wish I could put a stamp on a letter. Well, with Stamps.com, that dream is now a reality. Okay, so why don't you call Oprah and start crying about it because your dreams have come true. All right? Look, no one wants to go down to the post office. It's a dangerous place to go, okay? Every six weeks, somebody's down there doing something crazy, right? There's always some homeless guy, you know, holding the door for you as you walk in and then expects, you know, that you're going to pay him on the way out. Like that's how life is. Like that's how quickly you get a return investment. You know? Like I couldn't open that door myself, you filthy son of a bitch. Why do you want to deal with that? Forget about when you go in there and there's some old lady trying to mail her dentures to Cincinnati. You don't want to stand behind that. How do I weigh it? Wouldn't it be nice if you had a scale in your own apartment, a house, a dwelling, or even your cubicle? All you got to do, people, is go to stamps.com. You can buy and print official U.S. postage on your own computer. And you can print out those stamps, everybody. What do you think? You were just going to stare at them on the screen? They got it all figured out. All right? Stamps.com will also give you a digital scale to weigh your packages. You type in the zip code. It's very easy. I've been spending all my DVDs. It's, it's amazing. It is amazing. Right now, Stamps.com is a special offer for my listeners. All 17 of them. If you use my last name, Burr, B-U-R-R, all capital letters, you get a no-risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer that includes a digital scale and $55 in free postage. Okay? I don't know what else you need. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone, the radio microphone at the top of the homepage. You type in Burr. That's stamps.com, everybody. Enter Burr. How was that? Was that a nice read? I think it was. I think there was just enough comedy in there while I got the information out, too. Um. Oh, Jesus. So anyways, I live in this old-ass house, all right? And uh, whoever lived here before, I don't think the people right before, the people before them, people before them. This is a great old house. And the great thing about having an old house is they have these old fixtures, door handles, hinges, other handles, you know, wood carvings, all that type of stuff that makes the thing unique. You know what the worst is? Is when somebody lives in the house before you and they don't fucking appreciate it. And what they do is they take all those wonderful features, they take them out, they go down to Home Depot and they buy some plastic hunk of shit and use that as a goddamn door handle. Well, you know what? That's not how I roll. (laughs) Am I really going to talk about brass door handles at this point? Is that how far the fucking podcast has come? I got a fucking door handle. It's made out of brass, and it has 90 years of schmutz on it, okay? Fatty Arbuckle banged a whore up against it probably sometime in the early 30s, and that schmutz from that whore's twat is still on the door handle, okay? And uh, I went out and bought myself a little fucking kit, and I'm trying to polish that thing today, and I realized how annoying it must have been to work for rich people back in the day. We had to polish up their candelabras and their fucking spoons, (laughs) 
in their teacups. Oh, my God. I would fucking rub my balls on all their fucking forks and everything before I put them in the drawer. And there's no way these people didn't do that. There is nothing more annoying. And I know these people back in the day had no idea what an iPad was. You know? They had no idea what it would be like to have live streaming porn on some little fucking plastic box right on their table where they could rub one out whenever they wanted to. I realized it was a simple time. You know? Back in the day, like an apple was a dessert. At least according to my research, it was. Remember that back in the day, you'd watch those Tom Sawyer movies and he'd be, hey, whitewash my fence and I'll give you an apple. Boy, oh boy, a fucking apple. Kid couldn't believe it. I don't understand. You figured then there was a whole bunch of apple trees all around. Why don't you go climb one up, you dumb fuck? You wouldn't have to paint the fence. If you really thought about it. But then again, he was an orphan. Wasn't Tom Sawyer an orphan? Or was it Huck Finn? I don't fucking know. What am I talking about? Anyways... To be back in the day, just have to sit there and shine up all these fucking rich people's bullshit. You know, I bought this you, that you can't afford. Make it even shinier. And you got to sit there doing that. You know, the same motion over and over again. The fucking your knuckles swelling up. Right. Just sitting there, you know, going, yeah, I always want to I always want to drive a stagecoach. And that dream just never happened for you. And there you are your whole fucking life. You got to sit there and shine spoons. Not wash them. You got to wash them, and then you got to fucking shine them up. Let me tell you something. I fucked with this brass door handle for about 20 minutes, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. No, I didn't. I went on YouTube and actually looked up how to shine a brass fucking door. So now I'm going down to the fucking hardware store tomorrow, and I'm going to get some fucking low-grade or high-grade fucking SOS pad, and I'm going to do that with a little toothbrush tomorrow. Shine this son of a bitch up. And somehow I feel like it's going to fill the void. Oh, God. Can you guys feel me slowly going crazy? Um, well, if you can't, I don't give a fuck. Hey, if you've been wondering, you know, I've realized that forever I haven't even told you guys how to email me. Um, it's bill at the mmpodcast.com. All right. Bill at that's the, the A with the circle around it, like Walt Disney drew it, right? Bill at the mmpodcast.com okay I said it three times if you can't figure it out go fuck yourself I don't even say go fuck yourself because if you're trying to email me to tell me I gave you the wrong email I'm not going to get it um, you can either go there or go or go, or go to <laughs> billbird.com slash contact and contact is spelt the American way c-o-n-t-a-c-t okay not the Hungarian way. Is that a fucking moth, you goddamn cunts? I need a... F oh, my God, you motherfucker. Buy an old house. It has such character. Hang on a second. I'm going to kill that fucking thing and risk losing all my PETA listeners. Hang on. All right, I'm back. One less moth in the house trying to eat my fucking sweaters. The mothballs work, or that's like ice cubes in the drink of moths. Do they? Because I, I swear to God, I got I got mothballs all over the fucking place, and these guys, it's like, I think they're throwing them in a highball glass as they fucking chow down my turtlenecks. Um, I dress like Dick Cavett now. Did I tell you guys that? 
anyways, the contact link at the top of BillBird.com is uh, Bill at the MMPodcast.com or BillBird.com slash contact. Send me an email. You know, let me know you're listening. Do it. Don't do it. Who gives a fuck? Do you even give a fuck at this point? I think a lot of my listeners right now are just sitting with their hands, their head on their hand, just staring off into space. And I got to be honest with you, that's exactly how I feel. I just don't have time to do this tomorrow morning, so I'm doing it right now. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when you're building a toy for your kid and you don't really want to do it. You know, you're just plowing through it. You're not even thinking about the joy he's going to have. You're just trying to get to step eight where you can just finish this whole fucking thing. Um, you know, last week I brought up uh, <laughs> the different types of cock blocks. Last week I brought up the announcer, that guy who can cock block you from across the room. Second he sees something, you know, happening between, hey, what's going on over here? Look out for that guy. All right, that guy. You know, then you got to slowly slide your hand back down the thigh, back from out from underneath the dress. You know, you just, you just probably have a good time. So here's another type of cock block. Evidently, this person named uh, the 007s. This is the friend of the girl you're trying to hook up with or who acts like she's indifferent and acts like she's indifferent about heading back to your pl- or what? This the friend of the girl you're trying to hook up with who acts like she's indifferent about heading back to your place or staying at the party, but is secretly texting 1000 reasons to her friend as to why they should get the fuck out of there. Oh, that's the worst. That's right. Why don't you just man up and say, I don't want to bang you. I'm leaving. Um, so anyways, just because she's not getting any attention. She's always got some stupid passive-aggressive look on her face as she's texting and going on about why they got to get to Mickey's because everyone's there. Mikey's because everyone's there. Yeah, it's always, you know, is there anything worse? The, the, you know something? What do you think is worse? The guy, your buddy cock-blocking you? Or the ugly friend of the hot girl, you know? Marissa, let's go. You know what I wish I did back in the day? Because I always tried to ignore that person and just keep working on the other girl, even though I wanted to tell the the, the fucking ugly one to go fuck herself. It's always killed me that I never did because it, it never worked out. Once that girl's, Marissa, you have to get out of here. Come on, let's go. Marissa, you've had too much to drink. Like that one? Like, I just wish just one time I just said, I'm sorry no one wants to fuck you. Sorry you're ugly. Work on your personality. Right? I might as well have done that because once that fucking goddamn, uh, I don't know what, something big and hairy, abominable snowman, Bigfoot, I don't know what. If I was fucking not so sleepy, I would have had something funny there. You know, once she starts fucking yelling, the uh, Marissa girl's not going to bang you. You know what I mean? She ain't, she's not going to bang you. Or maybe you should just lean into Marissa and just be like, hey, let me ask you a question. Why do you hang out with such ugly women? You know, what, what's your deal? What are you, insecure or something? No, you can't say what are you, insecure. You got to keep it about the other one. Do you have any good looking friends? Just something. Just something so you can go down swinging. I have no idea. Why am I excited about the baseball season start? I haven't watched baseball since David Ortiz flunked some test. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. For some reason, I'm excited about baseball. I don't know why that is. Well, Bill, we don't know either. 
Can you figure it out? Can you say something funny about it? Or are you just going to just leave it out there? All right, this guy wants money advice. Jesus Christ, there's no way I'm making an hour. This is 27 minutes in, and I'm flailing. Absolutely flailing. Um, Throw the damn towel. Um, <laughs> which Rocky was that? Throw the damn towel. Throw the damn towel. What, what, what one was that? That was the one where Apollo Creed got fucking killed by the Russian. I must break you, right? Those cheating bastards. Um, money advice. Bill, I'm an OTR truck driver. What the fuck is that? Off track? Betting? What is that? Uh, OT? I don't know what that is. All right. I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'm an OTR truck driver and have a problem with blowing fucking money like a politician. I have a wonderful fiance with a great head on her shoulders, and she is great with money. Uh, every time I see the bank statements, the balance is more and more, so I know she's doing a bang-up job with our finances. Well, let me tell you something, sir. You are one perceptive son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> keep seeing a number bigger, and I know that that must be a good thing. Um, so what's the fucking problem, you say? Well, like I said, I'm terrible with money, so... I got one of them. I got one of them prepaid debit cards. He literally wrote one of them. I like this guy. He talks like Elvis. Uh, and every Tuesday, payday, my girl puts $50 on there so I can get groceries. That way I don't turn into one of these fat shits that eats every meal out, out of the Wendy's. Out of the Wendy's. Oh, God, this guy's great. Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. We going to do what they say can't be done. We're going to get some hookers at the next truck stop. We ain't going to wear condoms and shoot some drugs. And we'll all get fucking AIDS and pass it all around. Um, well, $50 is good for one week of groceries. But it's like pulling fucking teeth for extra money. Like, say, for drinks or some rubbers. No, like for drinks or some extracurriculars. Am I an asshole for thinking I deserve a few extra bucks or what the fuck, Bill? By the way, Nia has a sexy fucking voice, and go fuck yourself. Um, are you an asshole for thinking you deserve a few extra bucks? Absolutely. The fact that that poor woman is legally bound to you, and you, you have no concept of how to hold on to money. That would be like, I mean, you're a guy. Like, you're supposed to fucking earn a living to support a family, Right. If you have no concept of that, that would be like if she had no concept of, of like how to have a baby or how to blow somebody. You know what I mean? Because that's what their job is, sucking dick and making babies. <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine if I had the balls to run for president after doing this podcast for five years. How, I, how easy would it be to take me down? Um, dude, why don't you learn about money? Do you really just want to float around like with your fucking eyes wide open, just not getting it? Don't you want to understand money? She's giving you 50 bucks a week. You know why? Because you're too fucking stupid to get 60. And I'm sure you can crawl under a truck and modify it. I'm not saying you're straight across the board dumb. But to not to, not to understand money. It's, I swear to God, dude, is one of the dumbest things that you honestly, and this is for everybody, it's one of the dumbest things you could ever do in life is 
I understand not understanding money up to about 18, 19, but once you're to the point where you can go to a library, where you can go on the internet and you can just, just read up on it, okay? If you don't understand money, you're going to be behind the eight ball for your entire fucking life, and you're basically going to be an indentured servant to credit card companies and banks, and your life is going to suck way more than it needs to. Okay, I'm not saying that just because you understand money, one of your kidneys isn't going to shit the bed. Bad shit's already going to happen. You don't need to compound it with not understanding money. All right? This woman is the best thing that ever fucking happened to you. You don't understand money, and you want money for drinks and some extracurriculars. What does that mean, an eight ball? If you start with drinks, and then you say, I like how, say for drinks... Or some extracurriculars, like boozing to you isn't even an extracurricular activity. That's just, you know, that's like nourishment for you. So I'm, I'm assuming that extracurriculars is at least a bag of weed or maybe some condoms to bang some trucker whore, truck stop whore. You know? Listen, sir, you got a great fucking woman, but she's only going to put up with you not understanding money for so long because at some day, point she's going to want a goddamn man, okay? Especially once you have a couple of kids. She doesn't need you being some adult kid. So I would say read up on money and you'd understand what a favor she's doing for you. If, you, if your bank balance is going up, you're doing better than 90% of the people out there, all right? So here's a good thing. You got a fucking angel and she's smart and uh, just read up on money. All right. She's also keeping you in shape. Go buy groceries. Don't become a tub of shit. You know, she's basically without you even realizing or possibly even her. She's laying down the gauntlet here. She's basically saying in her own cute way, I don't want to be married to some fat, broke trucker. All right. So read up on money. Keep eating your fucking pears and fruit out there and uh, and you'll be fine. All righty. There you go. All right. Hyphenating name. Hey, Bill. My girl was thinking about hyper, uh, of hyphenating. Did I say hyperventilating earlier? I can't even remember. Five seconds ago, I'm this sleepy. My girl was thinking of hyphenating her name when we get married. I'm not some archaic, patriarchal nutcase, but I think the whole concept is absolutely ridiculous for one reason. First of all, I love that if you if you even disagree with some fucking horseshit a woman's going to do at this point. You always have to say, no, I'm not some caveman. Um, so anyways, he goes, I think it's absolutely ridiculous for one reason. Say we have a daughter and our daughter wants to be like mommy and get her name hyphenated. Then she will have three names. If she has a daughter who does the same thing, she will have four names. Absolutely ridiculous. Your thoughts. Yeah, I would say that women hyphenating their last names is basically the same as that's like their prenup, you know, so they can just drop you off. You know, if you get divorced, they can just sort of chop you off like an appendix, you know, like you're this thing that isn't really necessary, but for some reason is still there, but you can live without it. You know, um, look, she's either marrying you or she isn't. Okay. Because I got to be honest with you, when I'm on the road and some married woman with a hyphenated name comes up to me, I think I'm 50% in the game. Hey, I'm not fucking Sarah Ann Russell. I'm just trying to fuck Sarah Ann. Why don't you drop the Russell tonight, baby? 
No, I'm just fucking with you. What do I think about that? Um, I don't know. A woman with a hyphenated last name to me, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. That says to me that she doesn't want a husband. She wants a wife. Uh, she's going to be a terrible mother, and she's going to focus on her career. That's what I think. But then again, I'm ignorant. You know? What are you going to be, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr.? What is a good fucking hyphenated name? Doesn't that chick who, uh, that raven-haired beauty who married Michael Douglas, isn't her name like uh, Ephraim Zeta-Jones? Catherine Zeta-Jones Douglas, is that how she is? Or she just kept her last name? Look, if if me and Nia ever get fucking married and she goes, I don't want to take your last name or I want to hyphenate it, I'd be like, you know what, just, you know, don't fucking... You know, don't 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 pander to me here. All right. I, I, I just either you're fucking taking my name or you're not. You're not doing this fucking hyphenated shit. Keep your own last name. I don't give a fuck. But our kids are going to have my last name. Because I'm the goddamn man and I'm stronger than you. That's how it's going down. I gotta be honest with you. I don't that hyphenating name thing is fucking weird to me. I think you should either just be like, look, I'm not taking your, your last name and just be done with it. Or the hyphenating name is, uh, you know, I noticed that a lot of chicks uh, on on Facebook do that. So they can get in touch with guys they used to bang back in high school and college so they can still be found. You know, that's what I think. So there you go. I think she's got a wild streak in her. I don't think she's ready to settle down. She doesn't want that barn door to close. She'll go into the barn, but don't close that door. She's going to start kicking. Um, Advice. Hey, Bill. I need some advice. Oh, I didn't give you any. What what do I think about it? Yeah, I think it is fucking ridiculous. All right. Just say, look, if I'm going to pay for your fucking life, who's kidding who? That's what's going to happen. You're going to pay for it one way or another. You are going to pay for it. You're going to have most of the fucking financial responsibilities and you're going to die before she does. That's basically how it goes. You know, can you at least just take my fucking last name and act like you're with me? Fucking unappreciative son of a bitch. Advice. Hey, Bill. I need some advice badly. Uh, I've got a fucking delicate situation I'm working with, and I'm not sure how to handle it. I swear to God, this is how this guy's writing. I like it. It's very conversational. Uh, a little pertinent uh, first. I'm, tw- I'm a 20-year-old living with my parents. My 21st is the 20th. It's like a math problem. If a train leaves at 20... And the 21st is on the 20th. Um, Mid-April, I plan on getting a vasectomy. I do not want advice about this. Well, you're going to get judged. What are you, what are you, one of those uh, population people? I haven't gotten laid in about a year and a half. Story, last Friday the 9th, there was a party at a friend's house, Kelly's. Her parents were out of town, and she was a senior. And uh, why did I say her name? Is she of age? Everyone was drinking, a lot of fun. Parties winding down, and we go upstairs. Saturday morning, I woke up in her bed. We go to breakfast, had a real nice time. Saturday night, I go over, no party, just great sex. I suggest a new position. She loses her mind. Says it was the best sex of her life. It's a great story so far. What could go wrong? As we're cuddling, falling asleep Saturday into Sunday, I casually suggest that we should never date. And she completely agrees. Oh, my God, this girl's a fucking angel. 
What could go wrong, right? Backstep a little bit. I broke up with my very unserious girlfriend and also a senior at the same high school about two or three weeks ago, saying I want a more serious relationship. Completely true. Uh, the fucking challenge is, should I try and keep this thing going or quit while I'm ahead? Uh, the only potential downside is, if word gets out, it would put a lot of strain on the relationship with one of my extremely good friends, also my ex-best friend. All right, so you're banging your ex-best friend's girlfriend. Uh, do I need to read the rest of this? Yeah, quit while you're ahead, dude. Unless you don't give a shit about your best friend. Um, yeah, that's what I would do. I would get the fuck out of it. Let me, let me reread that again in case I mess, messed it up. Sorry, I'm fucking half asleep here. The only potential downside is if word gets out, you'll put a lot of stuff with one of my extremely good friends, also my ex, ex's best friend. Dude, I can't do the math on that. I'm too fucking tired. It, you, I, you're obviously, you're basically, as far as I can tell, there's a cocktail party right around the corner, and you're on just the other side of the wall banging the boss's girl. There's something going on here. Yeah, dude, get the fuck out. Pull a ripcord. You banged her. It was great. You're young. It's going to be another, uh, there's going to be others. Don't worry about it. All right? All I can tell you is don't get a vasectomy so you don't have to wear a condom. Wear a condom. All right? Definitely do that. You don't need that shit. All right? You don't need any of that shit that comes along with that fucking level. Jesus Christ. What are we up to? Guys, can I tap out early? You guys ever go sick early on a Friday? You go home? I get a tummy ache. I want to go home, right? And then you go down to the local bar and you start fucking drinking, right? And then all of a sudden some girl in a jean fucking skirt starts dancing a little provocatively. And next thing you know, you're yelling, college boy, you're next, right? Um... God, Lord, was that an accused? Yes, it was. Uh, bon Jovi car, everybody. I'm blown. Hey, you know what? I think it's time for advertising. <laughs> oh, great timing on this one. Um, oh, Amazon.com, everybody. If you're thinking about buying any, let me just get through all the fucking ads so we can get back to the unbelievably mediocre level of funny that I'm bringing this week. Amazon.com, everybody. All right. If you're thinking of going, you're thinking about buying something, not saying you got to, but if you're thinking of buying something, all right, on Amazon.com, and you'd like to contribute to my podcast without it costing you one more dime, just go to Amazon.com. Go, 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 go back it up. Go to BillBird.com. Click on the podcast page. You look on the right hand side. You'll see an Amazon.com uh, banner. All right, one for America, one for UK, and one for Canada. Click on whatever country you're in. And the second you go there, whatever you buy, they give me a little kickback. And I take 10% of the kickback and I give it to the Wounded Warriors Project. There you go. Bing, bang, boom. All done. You donated to the podcast and you helped out the Wounded Warriors. You know, I just realized, you know what would be fucked up? Is what if I got a AfghanistanAmazon.com and 10% of it went to the Wounded Warriors? You know, I don't think I'd sell anything over there. Um, Gamefly.com, everybody. It's the best way to rent video games. Over 8,000 games. No late fees. Cancel any time. Introducing unlimited PC play. Monday morning podcast listeners, you get a 15-day free trial. 15 effing days of 8,000 games free. Delivered to your house free. Right to your PC. Okay? 
All you do is go to Gamefly, www.gamefly.com slash Burr to activate the special offer. Look at that. Would you look at that? Because of me, you have the post office in your house. Okay, you're doing that while you're hitting pause on 8,000 games. Incredible. And then if you go to buy a fucking beanie on Amazon.com, you can help out the Wounded Warriors. You know? And help me make my garage doors wider. Everybody's winning. Um, here's something that's really been doing well. The skate fenders. People are buying them. People are sending me emails telling me they're loving them. Telling them they're taking pucks in their foot and they can barely even feel, feel it. Um, go to skatefender.com and type in the promotional code Bill Burr. All lowercase, no, uh, no space for $5 off skate fenders. I highly recommend them. I'm playing hockey tomorrow night. I'm putting them on and I'm going to be a shot blocking motherfucker. Because I got protection on my feet. Skatefender.com. All right. There you go. That's it for those. That's it for those. And Oh, hey, did you see this shit? Did you see this shit about that fucking guy who's got that, you know, he went over to, he went over to Uganda. That guy, Coney. Coney 2012. You see that? You see how quickly they brought that guy down? This guy shines a light on, the, uh, on himself first and foremost and how he and his child are dealing with it, which was really bizarre. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it was enough for me to see the boy soldier crying because he saw his brother have his neck sliced right in front of him. You know, and he goes from that to be a, now I'm going to sit my son down and tell him about the, it's like, I didn't even get it. All right. So anyways, this guy shines a light on this bullshit that's going on over there. And all of a sudden, everybody's in an uproar. All of a sudden, everybody gives a fuck about Uganda and these boy soldiers. You know? And then all of a sudden, the United States government's going, dude, we're fighting two wars. We can't even afford to fight one. Now this guy's bringing this shit up. Gee, wouldn't it be nice if something fucking happened that would discredit him? Next thing you know, a couple days later, hey, this guy connected with the film from that Coney 2012 gets caught jerking off in public. Was I the only guy who found that unbelievably fucking convenient? I didn't buy it for a second. In fact, I tweeted, you know, back in the day, they used to assassinate you. Now they just do this. You know what I mean? If they can make it look like we landed on the moon in 1969, you don't think that they, they can make you anybody they want, make it look like you're rubbing one out in the fucking parking lot? I don't buy it. What that fucking douchebag was doing, not douchebag, that fucking self-serving cunt. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. What he was doing with that film was he was putting pressure on the United States to go over there and fucking somehow insert themselves into that situation, which would have cost a ton of fucking money. You know? But there's no way to be like, hey, fuck those boys soldiers, you know, because of, of uh, the way because of, of what it says in our pamphlet. You know, give us your or your weak, give us your poor and we'll exploit the shit out of them and uh, let them die of tuberculosis in a damp apartment. And then years later, whoever made the most amount of money gets a statue made out of them. That's all in our thing. So we can't look the other way with these fucking boy soldiers. So what's the easiest thing to do? Just just make that guy look like a freak show. First of all, who hasn't jerked off in a parking lot? Honestly, you know, who hasn't done that? You know, you're in, your fucking girl goes in to exchange something. You're sitting there. You're bored. You can't get any radio reception because, you know, it's back in the day. You just say, yeah, I'm bored, right? 
You got a girl in your life, so you know there's going to be some sort of napkins in the car. What are you going to do, right? You got the captain's chairs. No one can see you. Oh, this is taking forever. Hey, what if I rub one out, right? Yeah, but now everybody's got a fucking camera. You know, you know what's amazing is that everybody hasn't got caught jerking off in public at this point. Everybody's got a camera in their uh, their cell phone. What I'm trying to say, people, is I don't buy it. And it doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck whether the guy from Coney was jerking off uh, in a parking lot or not. That doesn't change whether or not there's boy soldiers in Uganda. But what's great is is then the conversation switches from what's going on over there to, oh, what's this guy doing? Is he rubbing his dick like we all do? And then everybody would be like, yeah, but we don't do it in public. Oh, so what? That makes you better? Doesn't make you better. It just makes you more considerate. Doesn't it? I mean, if you had two people and they were both shooting heroin and one person had the decency to do it in their house and the other person does it out in public, at the end of the day, you're both drug addicts. So if you're really going to sit there and shit on this guy for jerking off, then you would have to basically be not jerking off at all. Right? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm asking you to look into your hearts. If you have not rubbed one out, let he who has not rubbed one out in some sort of pub. No, you never jerked off at work. God, I'm fucking bored. Excuse me. Let me go to the bathroom. Maybe they think I'm taking a shit standing up. <laughs> right? Come on. If you're a guy and your arms are long enough, at some point you've jerked off in some place where you shouldn't have. You jerked off to somebody you shouldn't have. You've done it. We've all been there. Who gives a fuck? There's still boys fighting in wars over there. So, you know, if you want to help out, help out. If you don't, don't. But don't let some guy rubbing one out in a parking lot change your mind either way. You know what they're doing right now? They're doing what women do when they argue, when they start to lose, is they bring up other shit and they spin it into a different room. And next thing you know, you're arguing a whole different argument, an argument that they wanted you to fucking argue so they knew that they could win rather than keeping the argument on fucking track of saying, listen, sweetheart, I don't like the way you fucking been dressing lately. Okay? I got in this relationship to treat you like a piece of fucking meat. All right? And lately, you've been slacking off. Oh, God. Let me adjust my weight. Maybe the funny's on this side of the couch. Um, what else? What do we got here? Come on, Bill. You got another 11 minutes. Huh? You know what I feel like right now? Like if I was in the Tour de France, I would actually, I would be in the Pyrenees right now. All right? And my podcast is that one bald motherfucker with the bracelet. And he just looked back at me to see how I'm doing. He's seen my fucking mouth hanging open, and now he's going into fucking second gear, and I'm going to lose this stage. Okay, except the Lance Armstrong is my fucking podcast this week, if you didn't get the metaphor. Was that a metaphor? It wasn't a simile. Simile is like or as, right? My podcast is like... I always want to say Greg Lamond. What a douche that guy is, Greg Lamond. I still can't get over how he talks trash about Lance fucking uh, Allworth, whatever the fuck his name is. What is it, Lance what? Lance Whitaker? Uh, 
You only won seven bike races, Bill. What the fuck have you ever done? Did I ever even win a bike race in my childhood? You know, I tried to beat my brother one time in a bike race, and that motherfucker always beat me because he had big legs, you know? And I had little legs, little bitchy legs. <laughs> and our driveway was a hill, and so we know we lived on this busy street, so we'd always have to fucking stop and then, you know, look both ways and then cross the fucking street. So from a dead stop, I could never, I could never beat this son of a bitch. So one day we're racing home, and I come up with a brilliant fucking idea. I'm like in second grade. I know what. I'll cross while we're racing. When he goes to stop, I'll be already going up the driveway, and I'll get to beat him and his fucking Bo Jackson thighs right up the goddamn driveway. And uh, I swear to God, I turned around and I looked. Evidently, I didn't look well enough, and I fucking pulled out right in front of a, a, a Jeep. And all I heard was... Boom, right? Next thing you know, I'm fucking upside down. And I vaguely remember seeing the bumper and feeling the heat of the engine. And uh, and then, like, I don't know, like two seconds later, I was opened my eyes and I was laying across the yellow double line on the road. I was out for, like, literally, like, fucking five seconds. Long, like, because by the time I stood up, to get out of the street, the guy in the Jeep had already got out, this big son of a bitch, and he was crying, going, oh, my God, I hit him, I hit him, I hit him. And he came up. He's like, I'll buy you a new bike. My bike was all mangled. And all I was thinking was my dad's going to fucking kill me for fucking up my bike because that's how it was in the 70s. All right? I know if that happened to a kid nowadays, my parents would have sued the guy in the Jeep for everything he was fucking worth and then bought me a bicycle made out of gold and that guy's 401k plan, right? But this was the 70s. People didn't sue. People yelled at kids for being dumb when they did dumb shit. So I was like, oh, my God, they're going to fucking kill me. My bike's all fucking mangled. And um, oh, <clears throat> then I went to the hospital on a taxi cab. All right. I told this story before. Remember that? I told you I got hit right on the side of the fucking head. It happened on a Wednesday. I remember it happened on a Wednesday because I didn't have to go to school. The guy said he doesn't go to school for the rest of the week. So I got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. And all that was fucked up about me was on the side of my head. Put your, put your fingers on the side of your temples right now, right? And bite down on your molars. You doing that right now? You feel that little thing that goes in and out? That's right where I got hit. So it hurt to chew. So for four days, I ate with a little spoon. <laughs> and I didn't know. It was just such, it was fucking awesome. I didn't have to fake sick. I didn't have to pretend that I was sick. And for four days, which is a goddamn eternity, I got to fucking chill out. 54 minutes. Um, oh, God. Jesus Christ. I don't know how you fucking people do this. This is like, this is like your work week, isn't it? Just staring at the fucking clock. Um... Hey, you know, I always make fun of how Bon Jovi can somehow sell out giant stadiums in New Jersey, but for some reason can't sell out a, a, a fucking Denny's in, in Oregon. I don't even know if that's true. I just like shitting on them. Um, somebody wrote and said, hey, Bill, I uh, love the podcast. I know one of your vexing questions of our age is why the fuck is Bon Jovi so popular in New Jersey? I get that they're from, from there, but giant stadium. Anyways, he goes, I'm a U.S. Service members stationed overseas in Germany. When I first moved here two years ago, I saw a Volkswagen in my town with a Bon Jovi sticker on the side. 
of the car. I thought, holy shit, that is one dedicated fan. It wouldn't be funny if VW really made a Bon Jovi edition of the vehicle. Well, I started seeing the car elsewhere in Germany, and finally I Googled it. It's real. The attached photo is a picture I took on the base of a VW Bon Jovi. Yeah, and it's not a sticker. It's literally like the emblem, like on the side of your car, if it says Prius or Monte Carlo, right? Um, isn't that funny that Chevy named that car Monte Carlo? Have you ever seen Monte Carlo? Monte Carlo, that's in France, and it, it has like fucking, like, that's all the Illuminati money. And in America, it's some shitty, actually not shitty, it's a good-looking car. Back in the 80s, it was. But come on, you know? It was a poor man's caddy. It's a poor man's Buick. Anyways, they actually, it's its the, uh, yeah, like like whatever, it's, it's the make, not the make. Not the make, what the fuck is it? They say make type. I don't fucking know, I'm sleepy. It's on the side of the goddamn fucking car. We got a picture of it, everybody. You know what I feel like right now? I feel like one of those guys who gives those double-decker tour bus guys, you know? And I don't know shit about the city. And I don't give a fuck. And somebody hooked me up with the job. That's what I feel like. Um, anyways, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. I apologize. Uh, I take full responsibility of this. I'm going to do this like when an athlete blows a game and he knows the press is going to trash him. So he just jumps on the fucking grenade before they throw it in his face. I take full responsibility for that loss. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't get it done. I didn't get it done. All right, shows I have coming up. All right, you cunts, I'm going to be at the DuPont Theater in Wilmington, Delaware on March 30th or March 35th, 31st, 35th. Jesus, wake up. March 31st, the cavalcade of humor continues when Bill Burr shows up to Massachusetts' own. Bill Burr shows up to the Music Hall in Troy, New York on April 1st. I'll be at the Terrytown Music Hall with Paul Verzi. Paul Verzi, New Jersey's own Paul Verzi, who's a uh, he's a Jets and a Giants fan. He's one of those guys. Whoever's winning, he becomes the fan of them. Um, April 27th, I'm doing a college gig, and this is open to the public. This is very rare. This is a situation that does not occur a lot, hence a rare situation. I'm going to be at uh, Concord College in Concord, New Hampshire, all right, on April 27th. And I have all the links here on BillBird.com. You just click on Shows, and then you click on the Go button next to the gig you want to go to, and next thing you know, you go into the fucking show. Unless your girl gets sick and doesn't want to go, and then you got to eat the fucking tickets when you resent her. When she falls asleep, you give, give her paper cuts with the tickets between her toes. Um, June 15th, 16th, and 17th, I'm going to be in San Jose, California. Vacationing? No, I'm going to be at the Improv, San Jose, California, June 15th through the 17th. And if that's if that city isn't enticing enough, you could then, like the Grateful Dead, follow me to another luxurious city, a place called Ontario, California, part of the Inland Empire that conquered the middle region of Southern California hundreds of years ago. Uh, I'm going to be at the Ontario Improv on June 29th, 30th, and July 1st. Those are going to be great shows because I hate that city. So I will be extra cunty and probably a lot funnier than I am on this podcast. And the last one I have for you, uh, for all you white trash people, anybody out there got a mullet? 
I got two. I got back to back. Back to back? No. July 13th, 14th, and 15th, I'm at the Improv in West Palm Beach. All right? And if that isn't white trash enough for you, I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida, home of Disney World, the Epcot Center, and uh, the uh, the day after pill. The morning after, what do they call it? Uh, Orlando, Florida. I'm at the Orlando Improv, September 7th, 8th, and 9th. And finally, I'll be at the Brea Improv, September 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. And I know what you're thinking. Wow, Bill, those are a lot of club dates. Those are a lot of shows you're going to do there. You're kind of fucking old. What are you doing all those shows for? Well, I'll tell you why, everybody. I'm building up my new hour. All right? I'm building up my new hour. I was supposed to learn how to ride a fucking motorcycle today, but it was supposed to rain, so they everybody canceled it. So hopefully next week I'll have some stories about me trying to learn how to ride a motorcycle or something. Hopefully I'll have something remotely, remotely funny for you people. Okay, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. And uh, I think it's very fitting for me to end with the exact amount of energy I have right now in this tone of voice. All right? Oh, YouTube video of the week for drummers out there. Why don't you guys look up the Drew Groove applied to the modern drum set? We'll have all these videos up on the, uh, I'm sorry, on BillBird.com on the podcast page. There we go. I'm actually doing this right now with my eyes closed. Okay. I'm trying to think of an artist who used to perform with his eyes closed. Mitch Hedberg, the great Mitch Hedberg. So that's sacrilegious because I'm about 190th as funny as that son of a bitch. And speaking of funny, Patrice O'Neill, everybody. I know I mentioned it a while back. Uh, I want to thank all you guys who went out and downloaded uh, Mr. P. His CD was number one on iTunes and uh, generated a lot of money for his, uh, his mom. And if you're going to buy any comedy or anything like that, I, I'd appreciate if you do that. If you would buy Mr. P. Um, I told you guys eventually I was going to tell some stories about him, but I'm still uh, still stunned by that whole situation. And I don't want to talk about it. So at some point I will. But anyways, that's the podcast for this week. Please download Mr. P. Uh, Amazon.com, all that type of shit. Um, and that's it. Go fuck yourselves. Have a good week. Don't take any shit. Uh, and yeah, people are still boy soldiers in Uganda. Whether or not that guy's rubbing one out or opening his ass for the world to see. Don't ever forget that. Don't lose sight of what the real story is. Okay? That is all. Good night. And God bless the United States of America.